Welcome to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bignesh. Today I am here with Catherine. Oh, I never asked you how to pronounce your last name. Catherine Kerr. Catherine That's Kerr. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Thanks for having me, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. So uh, tell me about yourself. Who are you? So um, I'm Tansy in the music world. So I have a solo music project um, that I call Tansy. I play electric guitar, sing. Um, on my recordings, I do some 
kind of more playing with keyboards and synths and kind of into the electronic world too. But um, yeah, that's what I do. I would describe it as alternative ambient kind of music. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. No, good. Yeah. Cool. And um, how did you get involved with music? I've played music. Well, I took like the classic, like, oh, I took piano lessons when I was a kid and then I was a teenager and I really wanted to play like in a punk rock band so I like asked my parents if I could take guitar lessons <laughs> I did that for a while and uh just pretty much sat in my room and like played Blink-182 covers until I was like 16 and then <laughs> and then I was in band so I was like the good old band nerd and I played saxophone and actually that's what I went to university for so I went to Brandon University did a jazz degree was there for five years and then moved back to Winnipeg and <laughs> decided to go back to playing guitar, which mm-hmm. kind of seems funny. And, um, yeah, so I don't really have any saxophone incorporated in my music right now, but it's something I'm thinking of because, um, I don't know, saxophone's pretty hip these days. And yeah. there's some really cool saxophone players now doing more, like, ambient kind of experimental music, like Colin Stetson's the saxophone player that I really like. And um, so his stuff's pretty inspiring. So yeah, I've uh, been playing music for a long time, but Tansy specifically uh, has just been a project in the last like maybe four, four or five years that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So why did you decide jazz saxophone? To be honest, I just thought that I would meet people more like-minded in the jazz program as opposed to the classical program, like because I fair. wanted to play <laughs> funky experimental <laughs> stuff. But it was kind of funny because I had, um, I had a lot of I have a very eclectic musical taste, and when I went to jazz school, I actually had to stop having so much eclectic interests. I had to be really focused because jazz degrees are really intense, and so I spent five years listening to a lot of jazz and kind of forgetting that I really love playing guitar, and I like writing and kind of doing experimental stuff. So, um, yeah, it was it was good, but it was also... That's maybe why I haven't played saxophone in a long time. Mm-hmm. You're scarred. So <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> I was just like, okay, I've had enough of this. Let's move back to something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I guess now I'm feeling ready to pick up the saxophone again, maybe in a non-jazz context. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so does your jazz training uh, influence your music in any way? Probably. Like, I'm sure it does. Um, the funny thing is, though, uh, a lot of people that have seen me play live they kind of comment on my my guitar writing because I'm not a guitar player first. So the way that I write on guitar, I'm limited because I'm not that skilled actually compared to you know someone that did a jazz degree in guitar, for example. So I have a lot of theory knowledge, but I can't apply it. My hands just don't know what they're doing, and I okay. don't know the chords on guitar, and I don't know the I actually don't even know the notes on the neck to be honest. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm trying to okay, learn. Okay. But um, so yeah, people think that like my guitar writing is kind of interesting because I'm writing not as a guitar player I'm almost like writing as a like melodic player so a lot of the stuff that I play is really repetitive like the first track Marie it's just pretty much the same four chord shapes over and over and over again and I'm just comfortable with that because I love minimal music but also I'm able to play that on guitar Mm -hmm. so that's why I wrote it yeah and it's able that you're able to focus on your singing yeah and your sound rather than being intricate with your fingers exactly so I mask my guitar inefficiencies <laughs> with weird repetitive songwriting yeah. and it people love it and so uh, I haven't seen you perform mm-hmm. um, but um, do you have like pedals that have you allow you to have 
like different creative sounds? Or? Yeah, so I've, I started, um, I'm really into looping. I like people that loop. I think it's like really fascinating that you can like build this giant sound with just one person or two people. Mm-hmm. So originally when I first started playing, um, I looped my vocals a lot. Um, then I went back and started looping my guitar a lot. And now recently I have a vocal looper and a guitar looper. So the last show I played, I played for Big Fun Festival. I did both. So I think that's something I'm going to incorporate definitely incorporate into the live show now um, from now on. So looping both guitar and vocals. And then, yeah, like I love reverb and washy sounds and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I have like reverb and delay pedals and stuff like that on the guitar. So mm-hmm. how do you get into like as like your whole artist, so like it does allow you to do different things rather than just, just with your guitar. But how do you get into starting to use pedals and getting that involved in your performances? And how do you practice with those? I guess like I, I always really liked technology and I think maybe as a woman musician, a lot of maybe women would agree with me that I didn't really grow up like I think a lot of guys, they jam with their buddies and they talk about gear. And a lot of girls don't have that opportunity when they're young. And I grew up with a lot of guy friends, so I would watch them kind of like talk about gear and talk about music and recording equipment and video games. And like I just wanted to be a part of that because they were my friends. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started doing that on my own. Like I was, I'm pretty into video games and like. I really like recording, actually. So my first EP, like the the um, album Marie is off of, I recorded that all myself. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was just something that I, I've always really liked technology. So I forced myself to get into it. And yeah, at the beginning, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of people to talk to about it. And I guess I mean like other women to talk to about it. But I have recently come to realize that no, there's like lots of girls doing. Mm-hmm. lots of cool stuff and especially with like experimental and electronic music too yeah so yeah and I mean we know each other from yeah. a women <laughs> Facebook group <laughs> yeah the for women, musicians um, women in music that was a great idea so yeah together. shout out to all um, the ladies that are listening because yeah. you guys are great <laughs> yeah we rock <laughs> um so uh we did start with a song called Marie which is from your EP uh, mm-hmm. Wood Songs uh what inspired you to write that song That's actually one of the only songs, um, I usually write lyrics like, I mean, probably lots of people do this, but like, they're always emotional or about myself or, you know, whatever. But this song particularly, I wanted to try to write like a themed piece. So it's actually about Marie Antoinette loosely. And I don't even know that much about it, but I saw that movie, that Sofia (laughs) Coppola movie. I thought it was really nice. It had Kristen Dunst in it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... So it started off as, like, maybe I'll try to write, like, a thematic kind of song. I think it's shifted, definitely. I don't even know if it's about Marie Antoinette now. But there is, like, the chorus talks about cutting off her head. Um, But it's more, like, metaphorical, like, um, I guess people... Uh, I don't know, throwing each other under the bus, kind of like getting blamed for something that you maybe Mm -hmm. weren't... Or looking for uh, uh, someone to victimize. Yes, that's kind of what the theme ended up being. Okay. Yeah, but it was one of the only songs that, like, I started off with, like, a character... The funny thing is, too, my middle name is Marie. Oh, so, so I you probably could, yeah. <laughs> so you're like I'm actually a victim. No, it's just like maybe I shouldn't make myself sound like a victim. Oh yeah, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> so it's like it could be about me. I'm sure we could read into it and like yeah, 
yeah, it's kind of your subconscious. It could be. I mean, we could analyze my lyrics now and think that they're really deep, but uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) So why did you, how did you start getting into that? You you went like, okay, now I'm going to write about a character. How did that idea come to you? It was more like a writing exercise. So because I went to music school, I guess I'm used to the idea of like practicing and, and putting constraints. Practicing. Some musicians don't practice. Some musicians don't practice. I mean, it's, like, it's oh. a whole other way of learning music and, like, yeah. interacting with music. Like, mm-hmm. like I practice etudes and scales on my guitar. Like, a lot of guitar players don't do that. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I do the same thing with writing. Yeah. Um, I took a little bit of composition in university, and having restraints sometimes is constraints? Restraints? Yeah. I don't know. I don't Whatever. Know. Having... sound <laughs> <not> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, putting restricting parameters. Restricting. Yeah. Yeah. Restricting yourself is sometimes like almost freeing in a in a way mm-hmm. when you're trying to be creative so absolutely giving myself like little projects like oh you have to write about a person now or you can only um write one chorus and then everything has to be like instrumental or it's in this key or like I try to like do little um exercises when I'm feeling uninspired That's so it was idea. probably a really uninspiring day and I just thought Mm-hmm. I should do something. <laughs> and then, and, and, and when, why Marie Antoinette? Like, what got you? Why? I literally watched the movie and oh, okay. then decided to sit down and write like, a song. Okay, she seems interesting. <laughs> yeah, the um, movie visually is really nice, and so I don't even like. Yeah. And I do like history, and I'm probably sounding silly, but I'm like, I don't know anything about it. But it was just, it was just sort of like yeah. I watched the movie. It was yeah. visually really nice, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so and it inspired you. And mm-hmm. That's all it takes. Exactly. Great. Um, so, how did Tansy become a thing? Well, how did you um, go from being like just like a, a not just but like being a jazz mm-hmm. degree final not finalist graduate? <laughs> I hope I was a finalist. Uh, um, to <laughs> deciding you're going to be writing music that's completely different, yes, uh, and performing it in front of audiences. Well, I did play in a cover band briefly after university, so I went to Brandon, was there for five years, moved to Winnipeg because I'm from Winnipeg, so moved back here, played in a cover band with friends of mine. And, I mean, I don't know if you've ever played cover music. Like, it's fun, but it's not creative. You're essentially just playing someone else's stuff. Mm -hmm. So playing pop music once a week was not, like, doing anything for me creatively. Mm -hmm. So I started writing songs again on guitar. And then, actually, the first... um, The name that I used to have for my band was Aster. So that was what I started with. Um, And I started playing shows solo with that name. And really, the only reason why I started playing solo and that kind of stuff was I worked for Via Rail. So for three years, I like lived on a train all summer. So I couldn't play in a band because I was not available for like festivals or touring or mm-hmm. anything. And in the wintertime, I was unemployed. So I would like write lyrics and try to do creative work all winter. And then in the summer times, I would just be like working like crazy. So that's kind of the project was really born out of like necessity because I was unemployed for six months. So I needed to do something creative or else I was going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And also I like, my job was extremely stressful, but like very beautiful. Like the train is an an amazing experience. I don't know if you've ever taken a train in Canada. Mm -hmm. Have you? Yeah. When I was younger. It's just like, yeah, it's very, very inspiring. So that's why the first album is called wood songs. I wrote a lot of the lyrics sitting on the train at 5 a.m. before all the passengers would get up and I could sit and like watch the sunset because my shift started at 5.30 in the morning. 
So like I had half an hour to myself before my shift and maybe like an hour to myself at the end of the night and I would write songs and um, record, like I would voice record them in my hotel room mm -hmm. at the end of the trip and okay. yeah, so that's how it all started. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I quit via so that I could do more music stuff. So that was a couple, it was two years ago maybe, three years? So, so now you don't do any anything other than music? No, I do have a day job. I actually work in film and media, um, oh, like wow. an industry association. So okay. I'm very saturated in the arts, and it's awesome. And Winnipeg's really good for that because there's like so much overlap between like creative people, like filmmakers, musicians, like mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. My day job's pretty sweet. So, so. so what do you, what do you? I'm sorry, I mean, it's really interesting. What do you do? Um, I'm there. just like the office office person. Like okay. I do administration stuff, okay. but our, our organization's like um, it's called On Screen Manitoba. It's very similar to what Manitoba Music does or okay. Manitoba Film and Music. We work closely with them. So, yeah, um, it's cool. I get to go to fun events and meet filmmakers and producers and um, seeing what's going on in the film scene as well as being active in the music scene means that like I just I think there's so much Constantly cool stuff involved by like arts. Yeah. Um, how did you get involved in that? Because it's it's they do relate with music, but is film is, is a little different than, yeah. than music. Honestly, I needed a job, and I had <laughs> interned at um, ACI Manitoba, which is like another yeah. industry organization. I interned with them. Uh, I kind of knew people at both organizations, and there was a job opening, and I applied, and I got it. Nice. So, okay. So, yeah. yeah. You're like, well, I like films. Yeah, I definitely wanted to stay, like, as a artist. Like, I know a lot of musician people in the city that they end up just working in the restaurant industry because mm -hmm. it's really easy. You can go on tour. You can take time off. You get paid well and tips, mm -hmm. but you can also, like, support your music career. Yeah. And so I was almost going to kind of do that route, but working in the arts industry, kind of like best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. I can still have a day job and pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> but then I can also, my boss is really good, like, and my, my coworkers are very supportive of, like, my projects. So. Well, mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great. And well, then you got really lucky with I with did. That. Thank yeah. you. So. <laughs> Provincial government, don't let them lose their funding and make me lose my job, please. Because they're listening. Oh, <laughs> you better be listening to college radio. Come on. Um, that's, that's funny. Uh, so when you're practicing, what exactly are you practicing with your, in your little sessions? Like you said, you do scales, sometimes a two, oops, a bang, the table. Um, but what else, what are you, what are you focusing on? So you're not, you don't think that you're a, uh, uh, I guess connoisseur of the guitar? Is that? No, yeah, yeah, I'm, but, so. I mean, I'm not like, cause there's so many good guitar players in the city and I just like go to shows and I'm like. I just want to be able to shred. Like, I can't, I can't shred. Oh, <laughs> so good. just, like, independent of your body. <laughs> it's amazing. So, yeah, there's so many good guitar players. And, mm -hmm. like, so when I practice, I do, I have to, like, work on my chops. Like, I have mm -hmm. bad guitar chops. So, um, I do practice out of books. And, I mean, it's like, when you're in a band, you have a set rehearsal once a week. You know you're going to work on stuff. You're forced to show up. Well, not forced, but, you know, mm -hmm. like, you have to go. Yeah. You have an obligation to your band. And the only band member is myself. So I have to, like, fulfill an obligation for myself to actually, like... And I play in my house, so I have mm -hmm. a basement studio. Mm -hmm. So I have to, like, get myself to go into the basement and sit down and, like... So I do have to structure it. I usually do practice scales and stuff. I run my set. I, like, play around with different pedals and sounds and... I have, like, my studio kind of set up, so I have, like, a MIDI keyboard and some synths. 
So I, a lot of the times I just mess around on keys too um, to start writing stuff. Um, so lately I've been trying to actually schedule quote unquote rehearsal for myself mm -hmm. because before it was like whenever I had time, but I felt it's like it, you know, <laughs> when I felt like it, but it's getting harder. Like with my day job, I need to have like Friday night rehearsals, even if that means I'm the only one going into the basement yeah. showing up. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, you don't, you don't uh, book anything outside of that. Exactly. Like, that's my, my rehearsal time. And people are more accepting of that. Like, I think that is, it is hard as like an artist there's lots going on and you have a social life and you have a family life and you have like things to do. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, Oh, I'm just jamming. I can't go out tonight. Sometimes people are like, well, what? Like just no. So you can jam another night. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I try mm -hmm. to, I think I need to be more disciplined. It's hard when you're a solo artist. So. Absolutely. No, I get that. And it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, should I go right right now? Or can, should I just keep eating these Cheetos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like bring my friends over and eat Cheetos with people. Yeah. You or know? Like, watch like Netflix or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it's hard when you're when you play in your house too because mm -hmm. like I get into the trap of like well I could practice but also I really need to do my dishes yeah so then that's easier to do because you don't have to get into like a headspace to do that you can yeah. just zone out and like wash dishes but like I don't know it's a commitment sitting down and trying to write or like trying to practice is like it's a mental commitment and like sometimes it's an emotional commitment and you don't want to think about things like that so yeah yeah and like I have the problem, my keyboard is right next, or like it's on the wall, and then I can turn to the left and I can see the TV. Oh. It's very easy. I'm like, oh, what are you watching? And I'll just get up and go sit down. Mm -hmm. So I totally get that. Mm -hmm. um, but when you are writing, how are you, what is your process to actually, from like maybe start to finish? I know it sometimes will vary depending on what you're writing and how you're writing it, but what is your songwriting process? That's a good question, because I've been thinking about that a lot lately, because I don't usually collaborate, but I recently collaborated with someone, and she is an electronic artist, and we were just like, it was super cool to see how different our writing processes were, and mm -hmm. I didn't realize mine was so specific until I tried to do it with someone else, and it was successful, but, so the way I think that I write most of the time is like top down, so a lot of the times I write lyrics first, so I've always been like a really wordy person, I like reading, I like writing a lot, um, obviously I like talking a lot because I'm just <laughs> blabbing on radio. So, <laughs> so I write lyrics first usually, and then I'll get like a melodic idea on guitar that I play like over and over and over and over again mm -hmm. until I'm like, yes, that's it. And then sometimes that ends up being the whole song almost. Um, I'm pretty bad at thinking of rhythm and I don't really write bass lines. And so, so like the interesting thing back to the little collaboration I recently did she's really good at those things and like so together it kind of like really felt cohesive and nice and it started making me be like oh man maybe I shouldn't be solo like this is so fun <laughs> yeah but there's other reasons why I like playing solo oh yeah yeah so I'm like pretty lyrical melody um and then also recording I really enjoy recording so yeah wood songs I recorded um I recorded that album by myself and that was also kind of out of necessity because it was I recorded it in the winter when I was laid off from my job, and um, you had no money. I had no money. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do it cheap. I wanted to do it quickly. Yeah. So I went to my parents' cabin. Now I'm going on a tangent telling this story, but it's That's about it. songwriting too. Mm -hmm. um, I went to my parents' cabin. Um, it's like 15 minutes north of Gimli, and there are people that live out there all year round. But other than that, it's like a pretty quiet community in the mm -hmm. winter. And I just sat 
in the cabin for like a week and did all the tracks, did all the parts myself, and then started mixing it. Like I pretty much did the whole thing while I was there. I did some mixing later um, back at like my house. But um, yeah, so when I write, when I like record, then that is kind of the final layer of writing. So I do a lot of writing while I'm recording too. Um, so that's super fun. I like being in the studio a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes stuff comes out then that I didn't know I needed to write. Like a lot of Wood Songs has like organ parts really quiet in the background or like doubled vocals and like those things didn't exist before the recordings existed, you know. They yeah. came as I was recording. So mm -hmm. I like that process. Yeah, Producing yeah. my own stuff. It was interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you think do you think uh you would ever want to send it to somebody else in the future or would you continue to record your own? I well, so the next thing that I'm gonna that I have on the back burner slash like it's gonna be out pretty soon is I did four songs um, that I'm going to release on tape uh, this spring. So mm -hmm. before, before festival season, hopefully. So stay tuned. Yeah, I'm, and we'll get to listen to one today. Yeah, we do. It's <laughs> going to be a sneak peek of yeah. one song off yeah. of that. So for this, like the four tracks that I did, um, I recorded with J. Riley Hill. Uh, actually, we only did two. So two of them I did with him and two are like legitimate B-side tracks. So they're older songs that I had and then I did mix those and um yeah so I worked with Riley for two of the songs and that was really fun too because he's a very he plays a Mully Grub and he does lots of recording what um, a Mully <laughs> his band it's named Mully Grub oh he plays in, in Mully Grub he plays a Mully Grub and I'm like is that an instrument oh that sounds like <laughs> a really cool <laughs> yeah. instrument yeah his band is really great and mm -hmm. uh he's he's really fun to work with because it was really collaborative, so I sat and like kind of watched him mix, and we talked about it as we were going through it. So I I enjoyed that process. I don't, I'm I'm kind of controlling because I play solo and it's all my own stuff. So it's I think if I it is my and it's my emotions. I'm like blah, here it is. Yeah. So <laughs> like and it's very sometimes it's really stark. So like and empty the sound. So it is kind of like right there. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if I would like the idea of, like, sending something away and then just, like, getting back the product. Yeah. I'm pretty comfortable, like, if there's more of, like, collaboration on the mixing. But um, it was a good experience. I would do that again. Like, send it away. Yeah. And definitely I should have sent my uh, maybe wood songs away for mastering. You know, now I'm thinking about it later. And, like, mastering's yeah. important. Yeah. But, but I don't know about huh? it. Yes, yeah, I don't know about those things. But then you think about it, and now you know. So the next exactly. thing you're going to release is going to be even better. Mm -hmm. Right. When I was interviewing Don Romero, he told me, like, when you listen to his old stuff, he's just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> but he's hoping that the stuff that he's released even now is not going to be his best stuff because he always, always wants to did. improve. Oh, that's perfect, yeah. I know, and that kind of really helped me. I'm like, oh, my God, he's totally right. Like, and that's why I released one of my songs on YouTube. I'm like, I've been so worried. I'm like, it's not where I want it to be, but it's good right now. And that's what it takes. So you just got to do the stuff that you're doing now that you're proud of. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you're not super proud of, but you're happy with. Mm -hmm. And you know you're just going to improve from there. And, I mean, like, I wouldn't want to love all my old, old songs the best. I want to love whatever the new one is the best, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because yeah. you always want to be, like, progressing. So, yeah. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. a good way to think of it when you get, like, frustrated. Like, ugh. But then, you're, like, then you know that it's just going to get better. As I keep telling myself. Yeah, keep telling myself that. <laughs> and also, like, even, it's so funny, like, wood songs, so those songs, I was, like, with them for so long, you know, I, like, and I was listening, like, listening to them so much. So right after I released it, I think I released it in, like, like, 2014, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know this. 
Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> More than you. I actually read your bio. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, get these songs away from me. I never want to hear this again. But now, like, I was kind of revisiting them lately because I'm like, oh, we're going to go on the show. And, and I'm like, yeah, this is all right. I'm okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you just need some time apart. Yeah. And I've, I've done that too. Like, you listen to the song, you're like, oh, I paint that. I want to fix that. I want to fix that. And then you, take, you step away from it for maybe like a couple of days and you come back and you're like, mm, it's fine. Yes. I didn't notice it this time, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said that you're really strong uh, lyrically. Um, I am not. Um, <laughs> I am, that's like my, my hardest challenge. Oh. Like I can write great, in my opinion, great instrumental, like strong piano part, fun rhythms, whatever. I've, like I have so many songs that are just instrumental because I mm-hmm. can't move on. How do you do it? <laughs> hmm. I write a lot. Like, okay. just like, because I think that people don't realize that like, well, I'm not, like, people don't realize. Like, you don't realize. That's not mm-hmm. what I meant. I just yeah. meant, like, it, it doesn't seem obvious that, like, it's a skill that you need to practice at. Yeah. Um, to get comfortable with and, like, find a voice, quote, unquote. But I, <laughs> this might be, like, silly, but, like, I had a diary when I was a kid. And then I had journals later. And, like, I still have a journal. And I write lists. And I write ideas. And I, when I read books, I'll write down quotes I like out of the books. And, like, I just always write. And I have, like, a notebook in my bag all the time. And so it's maybe not even that I'm a strong lyricist. I'm just, like, a prolific, like, I just have tons of content. So okay. the more content I have, the easier it is to kind of scale it back and, and find really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm comfortable. Like, it's a world that I'm comfortable in more so sometimes than, like, yeah, trying to write a baseline. Like, I'm not very comfortable in that world. But writing words, I've been doing that my whole life. And... I guess I have a lot of just straight up poems because they're not, they don't ever get music put to them, Mm -hmm. but I have a lot of writing. So when I die and I'm famous, then you're going to find all these journals, these tansy journals, and they're going to be full of these great ideas. And then one day someone can put them to music. Yeah. Yeah, right. And they'll publish them as like the words of tansy beyond the grave. Um, I can't wait for when I'm famous and and dead. (laughs) Morbid. Oh dear! Um, but so this notebook of yours—you just write—is it like an, an like organized, or is it just like gibberish when someone looks at it? Or oh, I have so many. I'm just like I write. I'm I'm also quite like type A-ish. That's a silly thing to say, but like I like lists and I like organizing things. So mm-hmm. I have a—I don't know if you know what bullet journaling is. It's like uh, a just, form of to-do lists. Okay, there's a system. Anyways, yeah. you can look it up on YouTube, people, if you want to learn about it. But I like right, yeah. have a bullet journal, and I write things that I'm going to do that day or tasks or whatever. So I have that. I also sometimes have like a small notebook that I write specifically like creative prose, I guess. So like lyrics, lyric ideas, and then I have like a straight up journal that I just like write when I need to get thoughts out. And um, yeah, so all forms. Yes. Yeah, so you just have different books for them? Yeah. Organized. That's and smart. I also, actually right now, obviously you people, me. you yeah, can't, people, you can't, I can't see this right people, now. but this I did me. go shopping right before we met and I have at least six books in my bag <gasps> right now too. Oh, do you? Because I went thrifting and I found a lot of good books. So mm-hmm. I usually have journals and books in all of my purses. And do you, uh, do you highlight them or do you just remember them or do you write them down in a separate notebook? Or? I even have, well, I guess this is another list taking. My iPhone, when I find a good quote or whatever good old technology I just take a photo of it now so I used to handwrite out quotes that I liked um and then 
I actually even wrote music where all the lyrics this is another one of like my fun projects that I force myself to do. Um, <laughs> I wrote, I have like a couple songs that all the lyrics are actually like book lines, mm -hmm. but I can't publish those because those are all like stolen. It's all, you know, like yeah. it's plagiarism. I have yeah. two songs that are straight up just like full plagiarism. You can't, you could, you could say like it's been borrowed from all of these books before and after yeah the format or but it's like oh i'd have to look into all the copyright stuff like do i have to like say all yeah pay all yeah. these people but you just like alter some of the words and then it's your own like yeah that's pretty much the next step just like yeah. change all of them to whatever their synonym is but, yeah yeah but yeah so Pretty i don't know cool. i'm excited to hear that one when it's released I Maybe can't. Well, can't. I can't release it. Well, once you've oh. like changed it yeah. and fixed it um, <laughs> and made it not um, stolen. <laughs> so uh, we are going to take a little break in a little bit. We're going to listen to um, Bomb Shelter Secrets, uh, which is also from your EP with songs. Uh, that's an interesting title. Mm -hmm. Where did um, where this did that come little, from? so this little piano song. So I don't play piano live. Usually I don't really bring my keyboard on stage. But, um, such a pain. I know. And I, like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to, but yeah, like, I mean, right now I have like a nice, as a, as a keyboardist, <laughs> like it, I know that it's, it's like, ugh. and then do you bring a keyboard amp or do you just go straight to the board or like, do you mm -hmm. have effects or, and also I'm solo. I don't even have a car. I like, I'm part of the car co-op. So like when I go to a gig, it's a car co-op. It's, there's a Winnipeg car co-op, so I'm a member, and I just rent the car whenever I need it. It's amazing, by the way. I'm what? plugging the Winnipeg what? car co-op. Oh, my co -op. goodness, car co-op. I need to know what that yes. is for when I do gigs. Cool. It's so good. It's mm -hmm. better than a cab because cab yeah. drivers can be kind of jerky about, like, I don't care about your putting equipment. gear in yeah. and, like, if they're late or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's super cool. I recommend it for other musicians okay. that don't have cars. Yeah. No, mm. that's awesome. Like, I mean, I have, like, I have like my boyfriend has a car, but... Um, yeah. I think that'd be nice for like days when I can be more independent. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! See, I'm learning so much from this interview oh. today. Great, okay, you guys. <laughs> I'm learning. That's great. Um, but anyway, the so the the we're talking about this. Oh the yeah, song. we're talking about the song. Yeah. So um, you, don't, you don't bring your keyboards usually. But oh you yeah. Do write. But I do write keyboard songs. So this is just solo piano. The new um, release, the little four songs. That's also going to have a little solo piano track on it. So I like writing for piano. So this song in particular. Um, Actually, it was a commissioned piece, not oh. really, but my friend had this graphic novel that he had been writing for, like, he, he still never put it out in the world, he needs to, um, but he had a graphic novel, and he had this one section of what was going on in the story where he wanted music, so the idea was, one of the characters was, <laughs> this sounds so funny now, this was a long time ago, so this was, like, when we were in our early 20s, I guess, he was doing this. Um, one of the characters had to get into a bomb shelter, and to get in, you had to play. The the key to get into the bomb shelter was playing a piece of music, and so in his comic, he was going to have the actual piece of music on the page, and so he oh. asked me to write the code to the bomb shelter. So this song is called Bomb Shelter Secrets, and it used to be only um, about 15 seconds long or 30 seconds long, and then when I decided to put it on this little EP... Because, like, I wrote it years ago. I think I wrote it when I was, like, 20. So that's, like, yeah, like, eight years ago now. Um, when I decided to put it on the EP, I extended it. So mm -hmm. only a little snip of it, snippet of it is the original code. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was wow. a really and fun not, project. And now you can't, you can't read it? You can't read it. What you should You need to publish it. Yeah, you should tell your friend, because I, I would really like to 
Um, even just that part. It's a cool idea, hey? It like really to have is. it collaborative, yeah. and the idea would be that like someone reading the comic could go and sit down at a piano and play it and mm. find out what it sounded like. Absolutely, that's so, so cool. Mm -hmm. oh, all right, um, I'll talk more about your piano life um, after cool. this little, this short little break because it's a short song. It's not, not even two minutes long. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, um, but uh, stay tuned. Uh, this is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bingash. I'm here with Catherine Kerr. You got it. Uh, yes. Okay. And now you're listening to Bomb Shelter Secrets from Woodsong. Welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bingard. I'm here with Catherine Kerr. Hi. Um, from also known as Tansy. Mm -hmm. Used to be known as Aster. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed on all your media you mentioned that you used to be Aster so everyone knows. Um, yes. So some, yeah, some people do know me by that name. So it's, yeah. I'm trying to make it less confusing. I'm Tansy now. Mm -hmm. Same music. Oh, I but like, new image. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't so know. So much more hardcore. No. We can pretend that it's like a whole new thing, and then people are like, "Wow, this new thing." Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, so where did you we'll get Where did you get the name Tansy? Oh, I just well, I had to switch my name because there's another artist called Aster, and yeah. he was sort of like taking over the internet, so I was ungoogleable. So I was like, okay, it's time to switch. Um, and where did Aster come from? Astre is like actually a French word, but I don't pronounce it properly, and it okay. means um, celestial body. Oh, so, wow. Kind of, kind of like my vibe. Yeah. And tansy, it is a flower. It's like a, actually it's a weed. Um, <laughs> it's like an invasive species. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I kind of like so that. So cute. No, yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I look nice, but it's actually like poisonous and invasive. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great. But I, I had a hard time. Like, it's hard picking a band name that yeah. you like. And also I like, I really wanted to find something that I could also have as, kind of like a first name when it comes to performing. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of having a moniker, like, you know, that's why Lady Gaga is Lady Gaga, because yeah. she wants to be this outrageous, totally different individual on stage. Not that I'm, like, dressing up in crazy costumes and being a public figure, but, mm -hmm. like, I like the idea of having, like... Or Lord. 
Yes, right. Lord. Yeah. You know, she has like a persona that she can almost kind of hide behind in a way because it is vulnerable to be a musician on stage in front of people, especially when it's like the city, a city of your peers. Um, yeah. So I wanted it to be able to be a name, kind of. And uh, yeah, I literally just started like looking up. Uh, for a while, I got on a tangent where I was like looking up the different types of moth species and so okay. doing that I was like looking up the Latin names for stars mm-hmm. um so that's cool. no, it that's was cool yeah like trying to find types of things in nature because a lot of my music's pretty nature inspired um yeah things in nature that I liked the sound of and I liked the lettering and I imagined what it would look like on a piece of paper on a t-shirt on a t-shirt on a billboard oh yeah like big <laughs> perfect yeah. On the headliner of, you know, yeah. like, big music Magazine. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you, just, you know how to think. <laughs> um, I got, with me, I use my my real last name, mm-hmm. and it's not, no one's going to pronounce it. So. I've never been, I've never okay. said it out loud, and yeah. I was not going like, to attempt it. That's totally fine. <laughs> but I, I think, like, you know what, they learn, like, Tchaikovsky and how to pronounce that and everything. True. One day, they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you said you had been working on this, uh, or you're not finished, you're waiting to release this new EP? Is yes. Happening? So, I have four new songs. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear one of them yeah, at the end. <laughs> so, it's never been played in public. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have not heard it. So Why um, haven't you released it yet? Oh, many reasons. I It's going to... It just sort of, like, life happened, and I couldn't get the release done. And so I wanted to, like, you know, make sure I had, like, a cohesive package together. So um, I've just been waiting till I'm kind of everything's all in a row and I can have a proper release. So, yeah, it's going to be before the summer, though, and uh, I'm going to release it on tape. So it'll be, like, two tracks on each side. There is a legitimate, like, A-side, B-side kind of component because the first two tracks were done in studio and... The other two were, they're B-sides. They're old songs that I found that I really liked again. They were mm-hmm. recorded by myself. Okay. So. You're, you're, just, okay, you're describing them as a B-side should mean something to me. Well, I guess, like, back <laughs> in the day, the B-side was, like, kind of like uh, like a second track or, like, a, like a less refined or the B-side. Or, like. Just, like, filler? Or, or like, um, forgotten songs or, like, Yeah be takes in a way that's what okay. i mean by that i guess mm-hmm. so okay um maybe i'm also inventing that that's an actual uh description but hey well, i know that when micah visser was releasing his tape he had like his four songs mm-hmm. and then the other side he, had, he released an older ep that oh never really yeah didn't release. i had the same feel to it mm-hmm. so kind of like what i'm doing okay. actually yeah okay micah's tape is awesome Mike yeah. is great. He's awesome. He's he played so festival and I missed so him. Yeah, I know. And yeah. then he announced on his Facebook that he they're not playing anymore. Yeah, and it's like you can't, you can't do that. You have to give me some notice. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. I didn't get to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Um, they'll be back. They said that they have a secret yes project. Um, so, do you have any stresses or uh, nerves or anything you have to deal with before, before or during performances? I'm. I think I've gotten pretty comfortable being on stage. It was hard when I was in, when I first went to university, like, um, uh, being in jazz, you have to solo a lot. So I had a hard time with, like, stage fright and nerves um, at the beginning of my degree. It was, like, pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that was, like, I did deal with that, too, when I started playing again in the city. Now I'm, I really like performing. Um, I like being in front of people. I get nervous sometimes right before, but once I'm on stage... I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 
I hadn't dealt with a lot of nerves or like performance anxiety for a while, but actually my last gig at a really cool gig, it was, um, I got booked for Big Fun Festival and I got to play the ballroom, which is uh, this mansion house in Osborne Village. Mm-hmm. And once a year they have a performance there for Big Fun. And it's like a dance studio. It only fits like 80 to 100 people. Um, probably 80 is actually the capacity. And I opened for this really amazing violin looper person named um, Hannah Epperson. She's from New York. So I was like, oh, wow. she's amazing. There's a very cool, amazing venue. And like mm-hmm. I was, we our show kicked off the whole festival. It was like a really oh, great wow. gig. I'm super grateful to the organizers. Like Big Fun was amazing this year. Um, and I got nervous. Like everyone was listening. People were sitting in chairs and I have I play bars a lot, so people talk through my set. It's okay. I'm very quiet. Um, like not my voice, you're, you're, but like you're ambient. Like I'm you're ambient. used to being background. Yeah, and like I don't have a drummer, you know, yeah. and so people are talking a lot. And this gig, people were just listening, which is amazing. It's like a super cool experience very as a musician. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god, people are listening. Like, what am I saying? My banter's weird. It was super funny. I haven't been that nervous in a long time. Mm-hmm. But it was a good. It was a good reason to be nervous because yeah. I knew that it was like important. Yeah, and that it was gonna. You wanted to do a good job. I did. Yeah, yeah. it was a really good gig. So, yeah, I really I like performing a lot. Mhm. Mhm. That's great. And then it worked out. I'm guessing. And you... Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Anyone I mean, listening? We'll find Were you there? Next, you'll find out next year. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so then, so far, what is uh, your uh, proudest accomplishment as a musician? Oh, man. I mean, maybe maybe just that I feel like this is kind of a weird one. Well, Wood Songs was like a – I'll do an easy one first. Wood Songs was like a good accomplishment. I wrote that when I was working like crazy, and it was like a long time of writing songs and not knowing what to do with them. And then finally being able to like record a – it's only six tracks, but like it's a full length, I guess. I call it an EP. Um, being able to record that all myself and release it – and have people want to listen to it, like, I've had good response, and that is a very good feeling. It, I started writing for myself, you know, and then to mm-hmm. have other people also want to engage with it and, like, be involved is, like, very, very humbling and amazing, and it's been really nice. Winnipeg's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very supportive. We're just, like, willing to talk about it at the same time. It's crazy. I didn't yeah. realize how colorful and how supportive and how just... It's like it's sort of a small, like small. I'm saying with quotation city, but it's such a big community. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize how big it was until I started like doing the show mm-hmm. and actually performing. And there's just there's so many people and people like overlap and mm-hmm. that's it's real, we're really lucky um, being around surrounded by super talented. Yeah, and like no, I don't think there's a competitive nature. I think everyone is just like really wants everyone to succeed, and mm-hmm. I don't think you get that like in a in an urban center like Toronto, for example, like. There is competition there because there's a lot going on, and I just feel like Winnipeg really it is a good incubator of like creative stuff, and no one has to compete because it's a small yeah. scene and people yeah people are just really and there's so much so many programs and mm-hmm. festivals and shows and opportunities to to show your music yeah and everyone well everyone but lots of people go to go to shows to support each other yeah. Um, which is awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. So do you have any advice for beginners who maybe maybe are interested in the same genre that you create? Mm. 
Um, yeah. Uh, maybe they want to start getting into maybe recording their own music. Um, well, you- I think I, um, because so me and Ashley both go on a little Facebook group. If there's yeah. any other girls interested, there's a, there's a really nice little community there of women doing music stuff. And we've started doing um, kind of, and Joanne Pollock is someone that's organized a lot of this, actually most of it. Um, of we've it. been doing these like tech kind of gather yeah. hangs, demos. So we did drum machines and we've done synths. And like, I just would really encourage people to like, I mean, technology and music is like, it's not like I do a lot of stuff with technology, but I do use a lot of pedals. And um, it can be intimidating, I guess. Like, uh, but you don't, I don't know, there's so much to explore. Like, And these these workshops are meant to, to have you learn. You're, it's mm-hmm. understood that you that you maybe aren't very good at it and you want to improve. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, um, not, like, it's not scary. It's no. It's not, like, going into, like, a, into a music school where you people always have this, like, knowledge and stuff. Like, it's understood yeah. that you're there to learn. If you li- if you're a female and you'd like to be added to this group, I don't know if you can ask to be invited. I think, I think you can. Can you? I think okay. so. Well, if message me or message uh, me, yeah, and we'll, we'll add you. That yeah, way. and like yeah. if you're interested in anything like pedals and gear and stuff, like I'm always learning. I don't know a lot, but like that's something that like I try to keep up in my musical vocabulary because mm-hmm. that's just like another aspect of songwriting nowadays and and recording and stuff too. There's not a lot of women producers, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I encourage people to do that. Yeah, just go out there and do it. And yeah, and another thing too, like that I struggled with, like as a so I went to jazz school, right? And I was a musician, quote unquote. And it took me a long time to Why actually quote unquote, because I was like musician. I didn't feel like I was a musician. So that's what okay. I like. I felt like I was a student, and and then to transition into like this is what you do with your life. Um, I think a lot of people have a hard time finding that, and um, I would just encourage people to like you're an artist you're an artist and that's what you do and yeah you might have a day job and stuff and it doesn't have to be your hobby like I think a lot of people struggle with transitioning it from a hobby to like a passion or yeah like or it doesn't have to be your full-time career but um I think that's something also that I'm proud about now that's like the life that I live I live in artistic lifestyle I guess and mm-hmm. I get to like people I hang out with talk about music and films and I get to come on radio shows and mm-hmm. talk to you about stuff yeah. and so yeah I think that if people are interested in being artistic and playing music and maybe playing this genre just to like embrace that and and like feel like it's legitimate it's always legitimate mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. if you, yeah that's so that's great like just you're allowed to yeah to label yourself own it yeah, yeah. you know own it. that's better own it. I like that better yeah um good if you're an artist be an artist yeah do it you're good yeah we believe in you we believe in you um so where can people find you online <laughs> and social media now that you're so much better or, or more um, I am more Google, Google friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a website and it kind of, then you can launch into wherever everything else is. But my website's tansymusic.com. And then for mostly everything else like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, my band camp, I use tansy-ish. So mm-hmm. the word tansy with I-S-H. Um, yeah, follow me. If you like my music or like what we talked about, you guys mm-hmm. can message me. I like making friends. Yeah. So. <laughs> tweet her and say that you liked the show. I can yeah. tweet you too and tell me that you liked it. <laughs> tweet us. Yeah, tweet, tweet us. Uh, and I will include links to all of these on the blog post when this is uh, released afterwards. And if you're listening to this via podcast form, they're all there. 
Um, so we're going to close with a song that has never been released before, which Yay. is super duper exciting. It is called Swim Far. Actually, it's just called Swim. Oh. It used to be called Swim oh, Far. Okay. I keep forgetting that I changed it. Oh, okay. It's just called Swim. Swim. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what is it about? It's about, um, oh, goodness, probably about relationships. It's inspired by nostalgia and the lake. Uh, a lot of the lyrics I wrote when I was out at like Lake of the Woods and actually it's going to have um, it's going to be the first track on the new release that I'm doing and it's going to have a music video with it and mm. the music video is I took a course at the Winnipeg Film Group about Super 8 film mm-hmm. and I learned how to use a Super 8 camera so it's like I don't know if you know what that yeah. is it's like the old yeah you have a movie old movie film it's, it's great and we learned how to hand process the film Oh, wow. So I hand-processed a reel of film on Super 8, and that's going to be... You're so do-it-yourself. It's really impressive. It's fun. Yeah. DIY is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's... I think the song is just about nostalgia, and um, I don't even know what else. That's it. Cool. All Swimming. Right. Keeping to, your yeah. head above water. Yeah, just <laughs> listen to the song and pick your own interpretation. That's you the You tell best. me what it's about. Yeah. Hell yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. I had me. lots of fun interviewing you. I have so many more questions, but I'm out of time, so it means you'll have to come back. Yay. Uh, maybe like once the show has been released or That sounds whatever. awesome. Yeah. Um, so anything you'd like to say or uh, before we go? Um, I'll keep everyone posted, and I'm going to have a tape release soon, and I hope everyone can come out and see Tansy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's Great. it. And thanks. Um, yeah, no, thank you. So everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vignage. This is Catherine Kerr, or Tansy, who used to be Aster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Tansy now, so get used to it. <laughs> get used to it, guys. Yeah. Uh, and now you'll be listening to the never-before-heard Swim, Yay. which will be released with Swim slash Sleep. Yes. Thank you.